Good morning. Happy first Friday to all of you. Here we are together again at 7 a.m. Together again. I think that's how the song goes. We have more important things, though, than to figure out how the song goes this morning. We have a lot to talk about with our blessed mother today on the show and with our Lord in his sacred heart. So let us begin today in prayer. We begin with our morning offering. We will also pray our prayers of reparation to the sacred heart of our Lord. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, sufferings of this, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your sacred heart in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world in reparation for my sins, for the intentions of all my relatives and friends, and in particular for the intentions of the Holy Father, amen. Most sweet Jesus, whose overflowing charity for men is requited by so much forgetfulness, negligence, and contempt, behold us prostrate before you, eager to repair by a special act of homage the cruel indifference and injuries to which your loving heart is everywhere subject. Mindful, alas, that we ourselves have had a share in such great indignities which we now deplore from the depths of our our hearts, we humbly ask your pardon and declare our readiness to atone by voluntary expiation, not only for our own personal offenses, but also for the sins of those who strain far from the path of salvation, refuse in their obstinate infidelity to follow you, their shepherd and leader, or renouncing the promises of their baptism, have cast off the sweet yoke of your law. We are now resolved to expiate each and every deplorable outrage committed against you. We are now committed. We are now determined to make amends for the manifold offenses against Christian modesty and unbecoming dress and behavior, for all the foul seductions laid to ensnare the feet of the innocent, for the frequent violations of Sunday and holy days, and the shocking blasphemies uttered against you and your saints. We wish also to make amends for the insults to which your vicar on earth and your priest are subjected, for the profanation by conscious neglect or terrible acts of sacrilege of the very sacrament of your divine love, and lastly, for the public crimes of nations who resist the rights and teaching authority of the church which you have founded. Would that we were able to wash away such abominations with our blood we now offer in reparation for these violations of your divine honor, the satisfaction you once made to your eternal Father on the cross, which you continue to renew daily on our altars. We offer it in union with the acts of atonement of your Virgin Mother and all the saints in the pious faithful on earth, and we sincerely promise to make recompense as far as we can with the help of your grace for all the neglect of your great love and for the sins we and others have committed in the past. Henceforth, we will live a life of unswerving faith, of purity of conduct, of perfect observance of the precepts of the gospel, and especially that of charity. We promise to the best of our power to prevent others from offending you and to bring as many as possible to follow you. O loving Jesus, through the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mother, our model in reparation, deign to receive the voluntary offering we make of this act of expiation, and by the crowning gift of perseverance, keep us faithful unto death in our duty and the allegiance we owe to you, so that we may all one day come to that happy home where with the Father and the Holy Spirit you live and reign, God, forever and ever. Amen. We dedicate all of our thoughts, words, and actions to the greater glory of God in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today on the show, in addition to Doug Berry wrapping up our week of Marian apparitions, we're going to hear from Clyde Nasser talking about the Blessed Mother as well. We've got some homilies for you on the Sacred Heart and on our purpose, and we have the weather and the saint of the day. We go to Mike Roberts now. 
Today is the feast day of St. Hilary of Arles. Born in France in the early third century, his father was a Roman prefect. Hilary had a relative, Honoratus, who was the Bishop of Arles. Hilary developed a desire to follow in his footsteps, joining the monastic life and eventually replacing Honoratus as bishop when he was not yet 30 years old. And he was very much a hands-on bishop. When he needed money to help the poor, he went out and did the manual labor himself to help raise the funds. When Christians were taken captive, he sold religious vessels to raise money to buy their freedom back. And he was an outstanding preacher, traveling everywhere he went in simplicity and on foot. However, Hillary's journey was not without its challenges. Some of the bishops he was supposed to be leading were not all that willing to be led, and at one point, one of them became very ill, and Hillary replaced him only to find himself with two bishops for the same town when the first one recovered. As a result, Pope Leo the Great removed some of Hillary's authority while retaining him as the Bishop of Arles. He died at the young age of 49. St. Hilary of Arles, please pray for us. I'm meteorologist Mike Roberts for Covenant Network. Have a blessed day. Saint of the Day can arrive each morning by subscribing on your favorite podcast player. Search Covenant Network to see all our podcasts. We are wrapping up a week of talking with Doug Barry about Marian apparitions of the past 100 years, and it brings us to our most recent one, Our Lady of Cabijo. And Doug, this is an apparition that more and more people are hearing about, but for those who don't know, what are we talking about today? You know, Our Lady of Cabijo in Rwanda is, it's a little more known than maybe the last time we talked about Our Lady of Coapa, Nicaragua, or even Our Lady of All Nations we talked about a few days ago in Amsterdam, but Our Lady of Cabijo in Rwanda is one of those that resonates with a lot of people because of the Rwandan genocide that took place many years after and was actually prophesied by Our Lady when she appeared to these, these three teenage girls in the 80s. Now, it starts with Alphonsine, Alphonsine, a young teenage girl, uh, 1981, approximately is when this begins, and Our Lady appears to her. She's mocked and ridiculed. And the very, there's so much to Rwanda, so much documentation on it, but we'll keep this brief. She eventually is joined as a visionary by one of the girls that was mocking her extensively. She all of a sudden starts to see Our Lady and then a third. Now there were a few others that claim, but they've never been approved as being authentic, but these three girls were. And in this time period, people are seeing miracles who are coming to the apparition sites. Now, one of the miracles that they see and goes back to Fatima was the miracle of the sun. People were seeing the sun in the sky with their eyes and it was not damaging their eyes. Now, I, I wanted to make mention of that on this last one that we talked about this week, because this is something that is a bit of a theme through several others, not all of them, but several others, people will say that they would see the miracle of the sun. Now, what's very interesting is that people today still see it. And as all my talks I give around the country, I can be in a parish anywhere, a conference somewhere, and I can ask the question, raise your hand if you want to admit if you've seen the sun. We're middle of the day somewhere, you look up and there's the sun and your eyes aren't burned. Sometimes you see it darting around a little bit. Sometimes it looks like it's vibrating with this incredible intense energy. And people have seen colors coming off of it. Some have described it as a gold color that comes around it and comes down to the ground like a handle as if it's a monstrance. And almost every single time, Adam, all over the country, there's half dozen hands that go up. People are still seeing this sun for some reason. Well, they saw it in Rwanda during the time of these teenagers. Now, Our Lady warned, 
that man was going a very dark route, turning his back on God. But she says, I still see faith in Rwanda. That's why I'm here. However, Rwanda also will have to suffer if they do not repent. Fast forward, 1982, a couple of these teenagers see one particular vision that is terrifying. It's the vision, um, there's thousands of people there at the moment, and it's a vision of war. They see people being brutally murdered. They see so many bodies murdered and thrown into the river of Rwanda, the main river that runs through it. They refer to it as a river of blood. As they were crying out, why are they doing this? We see trees exploding, things are burning. Why are they chopping? Why are they chopping? Now, after this, no one understands what it means. 12 years later, the Rwandan genocide breaks out. 1994, when the president of Rwanda's plane was shot down in April of 94, and for 90 days, this explosion of civil war between the Tutsis and the Hutus devastated to the point of between, they estimate, 800,000 to a million lives lost and many, many, many more tortured, brutally raped, sexually beaten, assaulted, uh, babies cut out of the wombs of their mothers. I'm sorry to be so graphic, but the audience needs to know that Our Lady prophesied this, if man does not repent. This is the theme, and I think you had mentioned this a couple days ago. If we choose to live a life without God, and we say to God, we don't want you in our life, in our country, in our family, my personal lives, relationships, you will get what God, what God gives you. In other words, he says, if you want me in your life, I will be there and I will do everything necessary to give you order and peace. But if you don't want me, I'll let you have what you'll get. And that is a life without me. A life without God has one, one trajectory and it's chaos. Apart from God, it's chaos. That's what happens in Rwanda. So when Our Lady appears to these children and shows them this devastating genocide that would happen, and it does 12 years later, she also makes clear though in these messages this is not just for Rwanda. The messages in general, she doesn't say specifically the genocide, but she does make clear this message of conversion is necessary for the world, not just Rwanda. So you could look at this as a microcosm event that could potentially come to the whole world if we're not very, very responsive to her urgent call for conversion. And again, one of the key pieces of this is confession. Another key piece is the rosary. I can't emphasize that enough because Our Lady has emphasized this. Sometimes people would say, Doug, you talk too much about this. Ask mom about it, okay? Ask our Blessed Mother. She's the one that keeps coming with these same messages over and over and over again. Pray that rosary. You know, Doug, but here at Covenant Network, we like to say that we are sustained by the Eucharist and strengthened by the rosary. And, mm. and I love this last point you brought up today because so often I think people make the error of, of saying, well, why is the Blessed Mother saying God's going to punishment by doing these things? And you, you've made it very clear. It's not that God is stepping in and committing these atrocities. God is saying, if you don't want me here, then I'm going to allow what's going to happen to happen. This is man committing these atrocities. This is the darkness that can overtake our souls if we don't go to God through the sacraments, through the rosary, to ask for that actual grace to sustain us in that state of sanctifying grace so that we don't descend into this chaos. But when we say, God, we don't want you to be part of this, Blessed Mother, we don't want you to be interceding for us on this, they will let us have our way. And yeah. that's a very scary proposition. Yeah, that's exactly right. I use the analogy of the, the physical immune system of the body. If I don't take care of my health, even reasonable health, eat decently at least, my immune system becomes depleted. It gets weak. The weaker my immune system, 
I can't fight off sicknesses and viruses and whatever may come my way, but the healthier my immune system, then I'm in much better position to fight off those, those things that would attack my body and the immune system at the immune system level. Spiritually speaking, our spiritual immune system is very depleted in this world. Approximately 20% of Catholics in America, according to surveys, are not going to mass faithfully, which means Sundays and holy days of obligation. Now those numbers vary, but it's around 20 so you've got an enormous number of Catholics, and I'm sure other denominations as well, that are not going to the source of grace to the best of their ability and knowledge. And we Catholics know that source of grace, Eucharist, and, and the receiving our, our Lord, holy sacrifice of the Mass faithfully, following that, that third commandment to get to Mass and so forth, all of these things, if we're not going to confession, if we're not receiving the Eucharist, if we're not doing these things faithfully, our spiritual immune system is dangerously weak. So with that in mind, when the attacks of the world, the flesh, and the devil come, how do we withstand that? And it's exactly what you said. I can choose to eat right and exercise. And if I do, I'm going to be healthier and stronger. My immune system is better. If I choose spiritually to eat right, then God's grace is provided. And I am much, much more capable by the grace of God to fight off those attacks. But I have to cooperate with that grace. And this is where it boils down to our ladies' warnings are constantly saying, cooperate with my son. Cooperate with this message of conversion. I will be there to help you. I will hold your hand and walk you to the gates of heaven and bring you to my son. That's all she wants to do is point the way to her son. But if we don't cooperate, it's not going to happen. And God will let us have what we ask for. And all she's asking us for, friends, is 15 to 20 minutes a day praying that rosary. Specifically, that's what the Blessed Mother is asking us for. Doug, this has been a fantastic week, learning about these very important messages. Thank you for being with us. Thanks, Adam. I appreciate the chance. The Holy Catholic Church infallibly teaches that the second person of the Most Holy Trinity, our Lord Jesus Christ, is present body, blood, soul, and divinity in the Most Blessed Sacrament and that it is a sacrilege to receive Holy Communion in the state of mortal sin. Let us pray the Fatima prayer to the Most Holy Trinity. Most Holy Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, I adore Thee profoundly. I offer Thee the most precious body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ, present in all the tabernacles of the world, in reparation the outrages, sacrileges, and indifferences whereby He is offended and through the infinite merits of his most sacred heart and the immaculate heart of Mary, I beg of thee the conversion of poor sinners. Amen. Mary, Mother of the Church, pray for us. It's been a while since Clyde Nasser has been with us on the show, but he is on our airwaves with Kovadis every week. And Clyde, uh, you're talking about the Blessed Mother this month. I am. We're, we're doing a series where... It's not only spiritual, but we're trying to see her effect on the human events that happen concurrently with every age that is going on. She seems to be driving the car, as I like to put it. Every time that the car starts to steer itself off the road, Mary comes down and gives us some direction and guidance to uh, to pull us back onto the road, get us going in the right directions, keep keep us going in the straight and narrow that God would really like us to do. I feel like the Blessed Mother often says what other mothers say. When your father gets involved in this, when your father steps in, and you're, you're going to wish you had listened to me. You're going to wish you had listened to me. And isn't that the, the case with Mary throughout the centuries? Every apparition that she warns us, here's what's going on with the father. He's not pleased with how far we've strayed, and we need to come back. And oh, by the way, as you said, guiding the car back into the lane, here's how you come back. Prayer, the rosary, et cetera. 
Exactly. Yeah, she starts right at the beginning while she's still here on Earth. She gives guidance to uh, James the Greater while he's doing his missionary work in Spain. He wants to quit, and she shows up just at the right time, probably past the church Our Lady of the Pillar multiple times, didn't know what it was about. Did, I didn't know what it was about until semi-recently, and that interaction with James kept him in Spain. And so we know that the Spanish did a lot of wonderful things around the earth because of his interaction and because of her multiple trying to get involved in humanity and history and um, really guiding us in the correct directions. I love that when you have the Protestant Reformation and Luther takes how many out of the church, right? That what does the Blessed Mother do? She shows up elsewhere in the world and brings even more back. Exactly. Not back into the church, but even more into the church for the first time. Yep. No, she involves herself in every age. Um, it starts with St. James, and then in Spain, just to use the example, you can, because of his interaction, he makes certain Christians in northern Spain and then continues to do that for the next 1,500 years until a guy named Christopher Columbus gets involved, and then he spreads it all over the place. Yeah, not I've, not I've... always the greatest guy, but um, his message managed to make it out there, and most of everything that he did was was wonderful and beautiful and guided the church into the new centuries. Well, I'm so. not going to hold a guy that lived in that century to the standards of, of our century. I'm just going to hold you to those standards, Clyde. I'm in real trouble then. Well, hopefully so. the Blessed Mother Bless will guide me, us Father, back. for I have sinned. So. <laughs> I have no powers to absolve. We can hear your confession on the radio. We cannot do a thing about it. But hopefully for you and I, when we get off track like this, you know, we have that confidence the Blessed Mother is going to be there to help usher us back into the lane. So uh, in brief, you know, we say it a lot, but here's a good time to remind our listeners when we find ourselves drifting right now, in this century, in this day and age, uh, what would the Blessed Mother say to us the, to do? She would ask us to, to follow the church, to keep the church as our guidance, to follow the magisterium and the teachings of the church, the Holy Scriptures. If we keep that in mind, if we keep that directly in front of us, that is the picture that we get from every age. She brings us back. The message never changes. We change. And so she just tries to give us the guidance to put the blinker to go back into the lane properly. So. All right. Well, let's honor her now as we wrap up and pray in the sure. name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Hail Mary, full, full of, of grace, grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among Amen. women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now in the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. If you'd like to hear more from Clyde Nasser, you can tune into Quo Vadis on Sunday afternoons at 1.30. And then we also have a little uh, Quo Vadis nugget on, is it Fridays? <laughs> on Fridays after the rosary. Yeah, so. see, you'd think I would know these things, but I'm so busy on Fridays thinking about, oh my goodness, what are we going to do on the show on Monday? It's all right. I stressed about knowing when it was, too. Um, all right. So I won't give you any trouble. Well, now, now, now we know. Friends, you're listening to Roadmap to Heaven here on Covenant network we will be back after this a prayer for the dead god our father your power brings us to birth your providence guides our lives and by your command we return to dust lord those who die still live in your presence their lives change but do not end i pray in hope for my family relatives and friends and for all the dead known to you alone in company with christ who died and now lives, may they rejoice in your kingdom where all our tears are wiped away. Unite us together again in one family to sing your praise forever and ever. Amen. 
We are wrapping up this week on the Daily Dose of Encouragement, talking about titles of the Blessed Mother, which, if we're being honest, we could probably go another week and then a week after that and just keep going, because how could you get tired of talking about the Blessed Mother? But here we are on this Friday, and Patty has one more title of the Blessed Mother for us. Patty, how will we explore uh, these titles today? Well, today we're going to talk about Our Lady of Cabijo, and it's the name given to Our Blessed Mother as she appeared at Cabijo, a small village in Rwanda. It is the only Vatican-approved Marian apparition in Africa, the only one. The Blessed Virgin Mary appeared many times. This is an apparition that have happened again and again and again to three high school girls from Cabijo. Their names were Alphonsine, Anathalie and Marie Claire. Mary appeared to Alphonsine first in 1981, but no one believed her. No one believed her at all, and she was ridiculed and bullied mercilessly by the students and the staff, particularly by the fellows, her fellow student, Marie Claire. And she said that she was just possessed by a demon. So Anathalie begged our mother to appear to another girl in the school who would just then believe her. And that other girl was Anathalie. And slowly but surely, more people came to believe. And finally, in the strangest twist, Our Lady appeared to Marie Claire, the one that had been bullying Alphonsine. And when she first appeared, Mary called herself Mother of the Word. Beautiful title for Our Lady, Mother of the Word. All three visionaries described her as the most beautiful woman. And I thought this was interesting. Her skin was neither white nor black. And she radiated a warm, glowing, motherly love. Doctors were mystified by the three girls during these visions. They were in such ecstasy. When they saw Our Lady, they could only see her, nothing else. And they did not respond to any other outside stimulus. During the visions, these girls were hit. They were tugged. They were poked. They were even stuck with a needle. But they never, ever, ever reacted to anything else. Their focus was truly on Our Lady. So the message of Our Lady of Cabijo was simple. It was one of love and repentance, love God, love others, be kind to another, pray and repent of your sins. Okay, but then she also showed the three girls horrific visions, what would happen if the people did not repent. In 1982, all three girls saw dreadful visions of death, violence, blood, fire, and destruction. And of course, we know that those visions came to pass in the Rwanda genocide. So within three months in Rwanda, over 800,000 Rwandans were killed by their own neighbors, friends, and even family members. The rivers there did run with blood, and bodies were chopped to pieces. It was horrible. Kibiho itself was not spared. It was the site of a massacre where 5,000 refugees were killed. And sadly, among those killed in the very church built to honor Our Lady of Kibiho was Marie Claire, one of the visionaries. Today, this is the important part, I think. Today, Kibiho has been restored, and the shrine of Kibiho is dedicated to Our Lady of Sorrows. It has become a place of repentance, a place of peace, and a place of healing for Rwanda and for all people. So here's the message for us today. When Our Lady said, and these were her words, never refuse anyone who asks you for help. If your pockets are empty, give them hope. I love that. Let's all take those words to heart. Let our every action be born of kindness, every word spoken with love, and live as God would want us to live. So let's take her message to heart, and let's pray for peace through the intercession of Our Lady of Cabijo. 
Patty, these reflections on the titles of the Blessed Mother have been absolutely beautiful this week, and we want to remind you, if you'd like to hear them again or you'd like to share them with friends, be sure to share the Daily Dose of Encouragement podcast with your friends and loved ones. It's available wherever you get your podcast. Here's a little catequiz for you today, and our question is about Marian apparitions. What do we hold to be the first Marian apparition? Do you know what it is? I'll give you a clue. It's not Our Lady of Cabijo, because that was in the last century here. No, it's Our Lady of the Pillar, and tradition holds that St. James, while he was ministering in Spain, one of the apostles... Uh, that Mary appeared to him, possibly by locating from Jerusalem where she was living at the time, and tradition holds that this was in the year 40. Not 1840, not 1540 even, but the year 40. Uh, You know, one of my other things is the next Marian apparition on the list that I have here of Marian apparitions approved for public veneration, Our Lady of Walsingham, where the Blessed Mother appeared in Walsingham, England in 1061. Uh, I couldn't help but take some delight in the fact that that apparition was approved by none other than Pope Leo XIII, one of my favorite popes out there. Hey, it's Friday, and you know what? We've been having a great day today talking about the Blessed Mother. We've been having a great day today talking about the promises of the Sacred Heart of our Lord. I do want to remind you, as part of that devotion, it's not just the prayers we prayed at the top of the show. It's going to Mass today and receiving Holy Communion, and tomorrow going to Mass, going to Confession Probably should do that before mass. I'm just saying, uh, if you're not in a state of grave sin, your you know your venial sins are taken away during the penitential rite and during the mass. But the Blessed Mother still asks us to make a good confession. Now, if you're in a state of grave sin, you need to go to confession before you go to mass because you can't receive Holy Communion in a state of grave sin. That's the mortal sin of sacrilege. But anyway, tomorrow we're called to go to confession, go to Mass, receive Holy Communion, pray the rosary, meditate for 15 minutes upon the mysteries of the rosary, and the Blessed Mother has promises for us as well. So, so much to celebrate. Our Lord is with us. The Blessed Mother is with us. It's Friday. We're going into the weekend. The weather's supposedly going to be beautiful as we get into tomorrow with highs approaching 90, I think Mike said. So let's celebrate. It's a beautiful day, and Jamie Grace is going to tell us all about it. Prayer of St. Clair of Assisi. God of mercy, you inspired St. Clair with a love of poverty. By the help of her prayers, may we follow Christ in poverty of spirit and come to the joyful vision of your glory in the kingdom of heaven. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Mary, Mother of the Church, pray for us. St. Joseph, Terror of Demons, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Have a great weekend. Have a fun weekend. Have a holy weekend. Don't forget that today we are called, it is a Friday, we are called to abstain from meat today or do some other form of penance. I like to keep it simple. Abstain from meat today. You can't go wrong. And if you need to go to confession, go and go to Mass tomorrow and make that first Saturday devotion. Sunday is the Lord's Day. Let's give it to Him. Let's go to Mass 
Let's spend time with family or loved ones. Let's have that holy leisure. I believe uh, Father Ripperger calls it eutrapalia, says it's the virtue of eutrapalia to practice that holy leisure. But whatever it's called, let's do it. For Covenant Network, I'm Adam Wright. Have a blessed day, and don't forget to pray your rosary today.